What's up, guys? We're back for another edition of the Aggie Wagon Podcast. And guys, Johnny McCants is a dad. Last week, we talked about how he was going to be a dad. And on Sunday, February 6th at 7.30 p.m., his girlfriend, Samantha, gave birth to Johnny LaShawn McCants III, who weighed in at 8 pounds and 13 ounces. So today, we're going to welcome Johnny onto the podcast for a discussion that isn't just limited to the basketball court. Howdy, folks. And welcome to the Aggie Wagon Podcast, a place for New Mexico State men's basketball skeptics, fanatics, doubters, and really anyone who likes basketball. I'm your host, Stephen Wagner. Let's shoot the breeze. Johnny, what's going on, man? Just nothing much, really. Just traveling, trying to take care of my and my newborn son. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know, the last time we talked, uh, you were just another guy. Well, I, I, I shouldn't say exactly just another guy, um, but uh, but now you're a father. How's it feel? Um, it's it feels like one of the best blessings I've ever had. Like going up, like leading up to the due date uh, when he was <clears throat> about to be born. Now that I was so nervous, stressed out. Um, I was barely even sleeping just because I was just forward to meeting him. Like we had two miscarriages before and for this one to go the whole full term, it, it feels like a blessing. So your house is now going to have two Johnny McCants in it. Um, I, 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 I gotta, I gotta ask, uh, do you plan on giving him a nickname or are you fine just having both of you called Johnny? Uh, at my house, um, my my girlfriend, she calls me Junior, or my family, like they'll just call me Junior and stuff. And then my dad's name is Johnny. So when we go over there, I call him, or they, everybody calls him Johnny. Everybody calls me Junior and stuff. My nickname for my son's probably going to be Little. I got a bunch of nicknames for him already. <laughs> I call him Little Man. Like I call him everything. But either way, someone's going to know. There's going to be an established hierarchy of uh, which Johnny is which. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so Saturday, I just want to establish a little bit of a timeline here. Um, you had 12 points and 12 rebounds for your first double double of the season and your fourth since you've been at NMSU. The game ended around seven and then around seven thirty, you tweeted that it was time to go deliver your son. So walk me through how wild your weekend was starting with when you woke up on Saturday morning? Um, first, I just want to, you know, praise my girlfriend, really. Um, she kind of stayed by me the whole time, uh, kept a strong mind. We worked together to figure out a pretty good plan where I could be able to continue to play basketball on Saturday and also have a good chance to make, make it to the hospital uh, see my son get delivered. But after the game, um, we all went up to the locker room and I asked Coach Chance, I said, uh, Coach, is it okay if I hit the hospital now? He said, yeah, everybody told me congratulations. And when I got there, she was already in the room. Um, we were, Yeah, we were just there basically just waiting for her to start getting induced, for her to get the medicine so they could prolong the uh, process of uh, my son being born. And um, 
the first night, I, it was kind of hard to sleep for both of us just because we were just sitting there waiting, uh, anxiously waiting. Like, we just wanted him already. And she was kind of in pain. So I was just trying to sit there and comfort her, take care of her. And there's not much you can do in situations like that. But, like, just watching her just be resilient to it, it's amazing. Like, I bless her. I give her all the praise and everything. She deserves it. Um, that's probably the next, the following morning is like 6.40, 6.50 in the morning. We were both up and we we're just talking to each other. And uh, she said her water broke. And we didn't know what was going on at first because she thought it was like she just peed herself, but it was her water. And um, throughout the whole day, we were just <clears throat> waiting till she got dilated for from one centimeter to 10 centimeters. She hit, I want to say, nine or 10 centimeters around six o'clock in the afternoon, 6 p.m. And um, I basically, like, I just started the process of where she just has to, like, start pushing and try to get the baby out. And as she was going through that whole thing, she just kept looking at all the doc or all the nurses looking at me. And she's just crying. Like, she's saying, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I'm sitting there, like, trying to get her to understand, like, she can do it. Like, because she just carried this baby for nine months. She went through so much pain already in her life. She already lost two kids from miscarriages and stuff. And she's strong. So I kept on telling her that she can push through it. Like, she got it. And it was around 7.30 when the baby came. It was, it was a blessing, really. He didn't cry that much when he uh, came out the womb. So I feel like he, he might be a little tough guy. <laughs> He's tough like his old man, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, your girlfriend was due on Friday last week, so obviously there were questions earlier in the week about whether you would actually be available to play in the Thursday and Saturday games, um, You know what your availability during the week was going to be like, all of that stuff, and I know – Becoming a parent is obviously a humongous deal, and that's definitely going to take priority in basically everything that you do. But were you wondering in the back of your head, you know, whether or not you were actually going to be able to play in these games? Um, well, I talked to her, and <clears throat> uh, we talked, like, the week before, after Seattle was in first place and stuff. And we kind of got into a little argument, and she was like, how are you going to pick a game over your son? I was like, I'm not really picking a game over my son. I was like, if I'm going to miss the game on Saturday to be there for my son, I'm going to be there for my son. Because you can always fight back for first place, but you can't fight to see your son be born. Like, you only have one chance for that to happen. But I feel like me and her, we just came into a good plan, um, talked to each other made sure that we just understood everything that was going on. Chris Jan said over the weekend, you were more concerned about uh, what team stuff you were missing. And he had to tell you that there were things that supersede basketball. Uh, You told me a while ago that you were going to have to figure out the balance between between managing a newborn baby and your basketball career. So I'm Mm -hmm. curious, um, have you found it yet? Or do you think that you at least have some idea of what that balance is going to look like? Um, 
I would say I'm still I'm still trying to put him to a, a good plan for it. Um he's been he's been in the NICU for the past couple of days for blood sugar reasons. Um so it it, it was kinda hard um to like try to balance it out. I mean, like leading up to the whole week and stuff, like I love basketball. Like it's the best way I can take care of my family and when I was talking to Sam earlier in the year, I told her, like, if I have to miss the birth of our son for the greater picture, then it has to be like that. But I, I just love basketball. Basketball is part of my life. It's a big part of my life. My teammates are part of my family. And then plus I have my family at home. And I just I just love playing, really. I mean, I would do anything to to continue playing. Yeah, so, I mean, that being said, this next month, um, you guys have eight regular season games left, and then you have the WAC tournament. Um, have you and Sam discussed what the logistics of child care are going to look like over the next month? Because, obviously, um, this is going to be a really big month for you basketball-wise and career-wise, too, because you've said before that you would like to play professionally. And uh, in a perfect world, you guys would be playing in the NCAA National Championship game in April. Yeah, um, it was stuff that we discussed about. Um, I think uh, against Seattle was her last home game just to make sure that the baby's going to be fine to keep him away from large crowds and stuff. And then I don't know if she's planning to go up to Vegas or not. Um, I mean, I would love it just because, you know, my son can be there and then also my girlfriend can be there. Um but it's, I'm just kind of putting the decision on her a little bit just because she knows, like, motherly instincts and all that. So, I mean, it's, it, I would say it's basically a plan between both of us. We, we're we still trying to figure it out more. But I know uh, last Saturday was going to be her last home game, probably until senior night. If not, then she's going to travel to Vegas. Mm-hmm. You and Sam have said before that you've gone through a lot emotionally to be able to get to this moment where you can actually reach out and hold your son in your arms. Um, and and you've, you've mentioned this a little bit already um, just with the miscarriages and stuff. And uh, you clearly don't have to answer this question if you're uncomfortable or if you don't want to. But I'm wondering, could you detail for us exactly what you guys had to go through in terms of just the stuff that you've dealt with over the past few years to be able to get to this moment? Um, it was, uh, I would say she blamed herself a lot for the miscarriages, but I try to get her to understand that she can't do that because it's just going to be down herself. It's going to be down her body and her, her mental health and all that. Um, uh, I would say that it kind of put us both in a, a pretty, not severe, but a pretty pretty bad depression for both of us. Just because, you know, it was after the first one, we were, like, really looking forward to having a baby the second time. And then when uh, the second miscarriage happened, we both just sat there and talked to each other, like, is this something that we should just probably wait on? Or should we just, you know, try again? And... If it doesn't work out, we can go see specialists and see what's going on with our bodies and stuff. So on the third one, or my son now, when she first got pregnant with him, I, it was we were just 
like literally both happy. Um, I remember she told me when uh, <clears throat> I was in, I forget where I was at for it, but uh, she told me and I, I, I was just so happy. Like every single time she told me I was so happy about it just because it's something that I always wanted to stop my own family, to be able to feel like the man in my house and take care of my own family and try to provide a, a good financially stable home for her, my son, and then also my family that I already have, like my brother, my sister, my mom, dad, if I can help them out in the long run, I can. <clears throat> so with everything that you had been through to get to this point, did it make it any more special when you held your son for the first time, just knowing the emotional hardships that you had to go through to be able to get here? Did that make it any more special? I would say it, it definitely made it more special because right when I saw him come out to the womb and all that, they cleaned him up and they laid, a, laid him on her chest and she didn't even cry. Like I sat there and cried because I was just, I was just so happy. Like I'm telling you, I just feel like literally blessed. Like watching my son be born, it, it felt way better than hitting a game winning shot. Like it felt better than that. I felt, I felt like I, 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 I'm not lost of words for it, but I feel like I have a great relationship with Sam. Um, we're going to be two amazing parents. And I feel like if we just have that the whole time, if we always have each other's back, then we'll be okay. Okay, so because you said it feels more amazing than hitting a game-winning shot, uh, what, uh, what, feeling, what feeling did you like more? Uh, seeing your son... Uh, seeing your son born and being able to see him for the first time or hitting that half quarter against Grand Canyon? <laughs> uh, it's, it's definitely seeing my son. <laughs> um, can you walk me through what that emotional state was like whenever you saw Sam give birth and you know what you actually felt um, whenever you saw him for the first time? Um, I was just, I was the first time seeing him. I was like, I was filled with emotions. I just wanted to cry. I wanted to break down. I just wanted to hold him the whole time. But um, I think it's like the first hour after he's born and stuff. They really need that mother to uh, mother to son contact, like the skin to skin contact. So I was just sitting there waiting like hour and a half, two hours until I held my son. So like I was just sitting there waiting, waiting patiently for it. And I've never, ever, ever held a baby before, like, one or two months. Like, when my little brother was born, I didn't hold him until, like, a month and a half. My my niece did. I didn't hold him until a month and a half. But then, like, I, I told the nurse, I was like, I'm honestly, I'm kind of scared to hold him just because I, I just, like, he's so small. Like, I told her I was just scared. But when I held him, I, oh, my God, it felt like a blessing. All right, last question for you here. But as Coach Jans reached out about any early recruitment, uh, they keep offering kids earlier and earlier and earlier these days. And if Johnny the Third ends up being six foot seven too, um, I could see a few college coaches wanting him on their team. <laughs> if Coach Jans is still around, coaching at that time in the NCAA or whatever level he's coaching at, and if my son does have a good chance to get a look from Coach Hans, then I'll take it because Coach Hans took me under his wing and he made me 
feel like family to him. He made me feel like like I was one of his. You know, he basically took me in. He cared for me. Um, just he's just a, a pretty good role model. Um, fatherly role model. He's like a bunch of stuff. Uh, I don't, there's too much words to put with it. Well, Johnny, thank you so much. As always, I really appreciate having you on. Thank you. On Thursday, NMSU will play Dixie State in St. George, Utah, in the first game Johnny McCants has ever played as a father. He now joins Teddy Allen and Vershawn Cotton as a parent on NMSU's men's basketball team. But fortunately for Johnny, he won't be living hundreds or thousands of miles away from his son. And just as he was in October, McCants is still all in on his basketball career for his new family. Here's what else you need to know on the court. Thursday, NMSU will play at Dixie State after a three-game homestand over the past two weeks. The Aggies haven't been on the road since January 22nd when they beat Stephen F. Austin. Jabari Rice is 17 points away from becoming the second Aggie player in one week to reach the 1,000-point threshold, and Johnny McCants is 31 points away from hitting 1,000 career points. Jabari is probably going to hit 1,000 points in one of this week's games against Dixie State Thursday and Utah Valley Saturday, but there is a very real chance Johnny hits the 1,000-point mark next Saturday against Grand Canyon. But for this week's Way Out Wagner prediction, I'm taking NMSU over Dixie State 78-65 and over Utah Valley 68-64. I think the Utah Valley contest turns into a rock fight, and ESPN's top two candidates for the WAC Player of the Year will be going head-to-head in NMSU's Teddy Allen and Utah Valley's Fardaw's AMAC. But folks, that's it for Season 1, Episode 13 of the Aggie Wagon Podcast. Again, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. As always, be sure to leave a like if you enjoyed the podcast. You can follow the Las Cruces Sun News' NMSU basketball coverage on our website, and you can follow me on Twitter, at StephenWag22, that's Stephen with a PH. So until next time, I'll bid you folks farewell, and happy trails. <laughs>